Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Roads Converge, where pop culture meets history. I'm your host, Morgan Hume, on this podcast where we explore the history behind different pop culture staples and how they leave a lasting impact on us today. New episodes of this show are released every other Monday. Without further ado, let's dive further into this week's topic. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Whether you were required to read The Great Gatsby back in high school, or you're just a huge fan of Leonardo DiCaprio movies, chances are pretty high that you're familiar with this author's most famous piece of work. Fitzgerald is one of those authors where his work has lived on far after his death. We still read his stories immensely, and have continued to adapt them into different films and stage productions. He's a writer I'm sure you're familiar with in one way or another. But recently I realized I didn't know much about him beyond a few of his best-known works. My curiosity quickly got the best of me, and, well, here's some things I've learned about him. On September 24th, 1896, F. Scott Fitzgerald was born in Minnesota, but not into a life of wealth or luxury like he depicts in many of his stories. His father was a failed wicker furniture salesman, and his mother was an Irish immigrant. Like many authors, he began writing at a very young age. He wrote for school publications, despite being a pretty bad student himself. In fact, It was hard for him to get good grades, and he had a habit of skipping class. Some say his spelling was terrible, and it's believed he may have had dyslexia. Despite any of his flaws as a student, he went on to attend Princeton University. But he still struggled at Princeton to get his grades up to where they should have been. But this was in the 1910s, which means that he was attending college in the midst of World War I. Before he was able to earn his degree, he joined the military and was stationed down south in Alabama. While he was living there, he met a beautiful 18-year-old woman named Zelda. From there, she quickly captured his heart. He wanted to marry her so badly, but she refused until she was sure he would be able to support her financially. So naturally... This encouraged him to get his first novel published. After getting rejected twice by publishers, he was able to get his book, This Side of Paradise, on the shelves of bookstores in 1919. Of course, this won over Zelda, and the two were later wed. And the original cover on the book was even modeled on him and Zelda. His first books, This Side of Paradise and The Beautiful and the Damned, that came out in the early 1920s, were met with rave reviews. People loved the way he captured wealth and his characters, which were actually inspired by people he really knew. It's often been said that Fitzgerald and Zelda were hard to distinguish from the characters in his novels, and people adored them for that even more. Although there were no social media pages or blogs for people to boast about how much they loved the newly famous couple, people were definitely following them as closely as they could. 
While the couple was celebrating the success of Fitzgerald's early works, Zelda also gave birth to their daughter Frances, who the couple nicknamed Scotty in 1921. In 1922, the following year, the small Fitzgerald family packed up their belongings and moved to a place called Great Neck, which is on Long Island. The area was known for celebrities throwing parties, and three years later, in 1925, clearly inspired by this setting, Fitzgerald wrote his most well-known and critically acclaimed book, The Great Gatsby. Little did he know, the book would go on to solidify his reputation as the Jazz Age author and be read by countless people over time. The novel is told through the eyes of a character named Nick Carraway, who moves to Long Island from the Midwest. Nick, like so many other people at the time, back in 1922, was trying to pursue some form of the American dream. Nick ends up living next door to a man named Jay Gatsby, a millionaire who no one knows entirely well. Gatsby, as mysterious as he may be, throws the most lavish parties on the island that are filled with beautiful people and, of course, lots of liquor. Nick experiences this world of luxury and partying, as well as the dark side of some of his neighbors. It's a fairly short book, just over 200 pages or so, but it's worth reading every line. Although it's a made-up plot, Fitzgerald also used his relationship and heartache with Zelda to fuel some of the storyline and key themes of The Great Gatsby. It's just another example of how he continued creating fiction from his own reality. The book has been incorporated into high school curriculum all over the country. In fact, I remember sitting in my own English class back in high school, picking out all the points of symbolism and metaphor in the text. Back in the 1940s, 150,000 copies of The Great Gatsby were sent to American soldiers that were serving in World War II. Since then, thousands of copies have been sold every year for decades. To this day, over 25 million copies have been sold. I think it goes without saying that the book was a wild success. But Fitzgerald was unable to hold on to that success as time went on. For him, the 1920s were a decade full of success and joy, while the 1930s were full of turbulence in both his career and his marriage. Behind the scenes, Zelda was suffering with her own mental health. She suffered from mental breakdowns and sought treatment for them. Meanwhile, Fitzgerald turned to alcohol, way too much of it, to help him through the tougher years. His next novel, Tender is the Night, didn't come out until 1934. The moving and, well, tender story was inspired by Zelda's mental illness. And although it wasn't extraordinary to readers when it was first published, it's definitely appreciated by readers today. Fitzgerald never lived in one place for more than a handful of years, 
So it's not surprising that he packed up his bags again in 1937, after he separated from Zelda. But even as a single man, he was still yearning to write. And with the film industry beginning to boom, he moved to Hollywood to become a screenwriter in California. It was there that he fell in love with a woman named Sheila Graham, a famous Hollywood gossip columnist. Although he was with Graham, he did occasionally see Zelda and his daughter. In 1940, inside his Hollywood apartment, Fitzgerald died of a heart attack. The writer was only 44 years old when he passed. While his life was short, he most likely would have never imagined the influence his work would have on other authors, filmmakers, and performers for decades. The Great Gatsby continues to be a success on screen as well as in print. The story has been adapted for film five times. The versions that came out in 1974 and 2013 are the most well-known. The 1974 film starred Robert Redford as Jay Gatsby and Mia Farrow as Daisy Buchanan. It won the Academy Award for Best Original Score and Best Costume Design. Oh, and that costume design was done by a young man named Ralph Lauren when he was just getting started in the fashion industry. Maybe one of the world's top fashion designers also owes some of their career success to the great 20th century novelist. The 2013 film starred Leonardo DiCaprio as Jay Gatsby and Tobey Maguire as Nick Carraway. It won the Academy Award for Best Production Design and Best Costume Design. But unfortunately, it was not the film to earn DiCaprio his long-awaited Oscar. On a more social level, people continue to throw parties where the theme is The Great Gatsby. Even if you've never read the book or seen any of the film adaptations, you know that flapper dresses and Fitzgerald go hand in hand. Also, I think we all wish we could have attended one of Jay Gatsby's parties on Long Island, even if just to see the spectacle with our own eyes. There's also an entire F. Scott Fitzgerald Society. The group is described as an international forum for the promotion, understanding, and enjoyment of the works of F. Scott Fitzgerald. They host conferences, give out scholarships, and provide networking opportunities with fellow Fitzgerald fans. The Society also publishes the F. Scott Fitzgerald Review, which is full of essays on all aspects of F. Scott Fitzgerald's life and writing. Only $30 a year can get you a full membership into the organization. To this day, Fitzgerald still has plenty of adoring fans, and his work will continue to be studied and admired by readers all over the world. So, what's your favorite story by Fitzgerald? Do you prefer seeing Robert Redford or Leonardo DiCaprio in the role of Jay Gatsby? Let me know in the comments, and don't forget to follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Two Roads Converge for updates on the show and for additional content. Once again, 
New episodes air every other Monday. I hope this week you were able to learn something new and interesting and that you'll join us again in the coming weeks. Thank you so much for listening.